Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you, good sir? Oh, Joel, I am doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. I like to hear it. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Um, what's been going on? What's been What's happening? Uh, uh, you know, not a great deal. I, I was hanging out with you on the weekend. Having a good yeah, time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And spent some time kicking around my neck of the woods, which was good. Yeah, I played played some, uh, watched some video games and played some games and did some shopping. It was lots of fun. It's always a good time. And yeah. uh, I, so funny story, Joel. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, uh, for, for those who are listening, one of the reasons we were going shopping was I had an odd compulsion to buy a key ring for my keys because you did yes. my last key ring broke and we found a really cool cappy one right from, yes, from Mario odyssey but here's the problem i've had with it so far joel and it's it's a good key ring but yep because of it being like plastic and colored like it's starting to already sort of like come off oh. <laughs> so i've retired him immediately and i've like i've ordered like a like a metallic one off of etsy but uh oh nice yeah i was just but like still- i don't I normally wouldn't care, but I really like Cappy, and I don't want him to get yeah. ruined. So I just sort of like put him aside. I'm like, no, you're special, Cappy. We keep you here that, and keep you yeah. safe. Yeah, I keep. I'm getting worried about that with my with my Podamera minifig. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's the I like worst, isn't it? My keys, but I don't want it. But then I'm like, it's just gonna sit somewhere, and I'm gonna lose it because it's a fucking minifig. So I was, I was like, yeah, get lost somewhere. But so I might as well just. All or nothing with that, but yeah, that, that Cappy I think you should deserves to sit on the shelf. He's, right he's pretty adorable. So um, he's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, this but, also was like a gateway drug to me learning how bad and dangerous Etsy is. Oh, Etsy's pretty. I mean, like you already own something from Etsy that I bought you. Um, that's video game related as well. I'm pretty sure that's where your pin came from. Oh yeah. Oh really? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good yeah. pins on there. That's part of the reason why it's dangerous. Yes, uh, but again, for those of you who probably don't know, uh, when I got married for all of my groomsmen, I bought uh, a pin that sort of symbolized something I had like in common with them, I guess, um, or something that I shared with each of my groomsmen. Um, so I like one of my groomsmen had a Dragon Ball, one of my groomsmen had like a little like vinyl deck for like DJing and stuff. And uh, but for Kyron, I got him a eight uh, bit uh, Samus pin. And it's pretty fucking cool, and I almost ordered a second one for myself when it <laughs> arrived because I was like, "This is really fucking great." Um, it's one of those yeah, I, pins that, mm. like, I know people like walk around packs with their pins on their lanyards, and I really want to do it with yep. that one. But it's also I'm like, no, it's really nice, and I don't want to risk it. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, it's I, I'm most impressed with that, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to like downplay all the other ones because I really liked all the other pins that I got as well. Because the I'm, Dragon Ball pin was really cool. The Dragon Ball pin was awesome. Uh, it all spawned from an idea, though, that uh, our good friend Ben, who was my best man, had. Uh, he wanted to be referred to as Hand of the Groom, so I I bought him a Hand of the King pin, and that's what that's where the idea came from. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get pins for everyone else. So yeah, yeah, Ben's Hand of the King pin was pretty cool. Yeah, um, and he he also managed to out- outlive most of the Hand of the Kings from Game of Thrones, so that's good as well. That's, that's very positive. True, yeah, I know. Yeah, he's 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 done, had a good run. He had yeah. a really good run. Um, he fulfilled his duties, which was good. Yep. Again, um, a first, I think, for hand for people who are Hand of a King. <laughs> exactly. Yep. No, very it's much a, so. Uh, it's got a high turnover. 
It was touch and go there for a while. Well, you know, who knows what what, what could have happened? <laughs> who would have, who could have come out of the woodwork at the wedding? Oh, jeez, anyone, uh, anyone, anyway. But Karen, that's not what we're here for today. Uh, we're here to talk about video games. Sure that's are. what we do. Yeah. So, uh, shall we get into it? What we've we been playing? What's been? I think we should eating up our time. Mm. Um, I might go first because mine's not going to take too too long. I don't think. Um, I've played enough of it, but I'm still sort of halfway through it at the moment. Um, now, I'm very so curious I'd... about the game you've been playing because it's like on it's like incredibly high on my list of things that I I sometimes sit there and go, I will play you. I I'm mm-hmm. going to. <laughs> I promise. Um, well, well, you know, it, the 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 short answer is you should because it's yep. really good. Okay, so, um, but good. Uh, I'm going to dive into it, which is. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Steam World Dig Two from uh, Image and Works. I think is the uh, developer that make uh, the Steam World Dig games, oh, uh, Steam World games in general. Um, Image and Form, actually. Um, yeah. So, uh, just a bit of history. I played the original Steam World Dig. I bought it on Steam on a whim. It was on sale for like peanuts uh, one day, and I was like, oh, "Sure, why not? I'll give it a go." Um, I'd heard little bits about it. Uh, and jumped into it, and it's really fun. It's like a weird mash of like Dig Dug, and like a kind of Metroidvania-y, but not really. Like it, it's more like an exploration game, I suppose. It's probably a better way of putting it. Um, it basically involves you digging down. Uh, like well, the, the the first one involves you digging down, trying to like uncover a mystery. It's been a while since I played it, so I can't remember the exact meaning what happened uh, in it. Um, I also played SteamWorld Heist as well, which I'm pretty sure I spoke about on the show last, uh, maybe this year, earlier this year. I'm pretty sure you did, yeah. Mm, uh, which is sort of like in the same universe, but a completely different game, which is, uh, it was like a 2D um, turn-based strategy game with a really cool like ricochet mechanic, which involved you like bouncing bullets. You could use it to like bounce shots. Uh, so if there's like a, a, an enemy with a shield, you could try and bounce it over the top of them and hit them from behind. Uh, which opened up some interesting strategies, uh, but SteamWorld Dig Two uh, finally been uh, finally come out. Uh, it came out on the Switch first. I'm pretty sure it's only just launched on uh, PlayStation Four, uh, and I think PC and Xbox One as well. And if not, very soon for those as well. Um, and I tell you what, it's really great. It's a really great game. Uh, up like visually, it, it's a big upgrade from the first one. Which the first one was good, but it was like borderline felt like a flash game, I guess sometimes, um, which is not a bad thing. I mean, like there's some really great flash games out there and Absolutely. stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't as like polished, I guess. And you can really tell, like, I mean, going from dig one to heist, you can tell that the upgrade in like their, the, they've really leaned into the whole like steampunky kind of robot style. Um, and feel that they're going for with those. And uh, that seems to have carried over into Dig 2, and it's really, really cool. Uh, it's very pretty, lots of colours. Um, the character models are really interesting and really fun. Like, you're all sort of like robots. Uh, I haven't encountered some humans. I think they're humans anyway, um, of some description uh, at one point as well. Uh, and the gameplay basically works very similar to the first. So it's, you know, you're digging down, trying to find stuff, uh, you, you're collecting minerals so you can uh, go back up to the top and sell them so you can get money to buy upgrades. Uh, in this one, I don't know if it was in the first one as well, but in this one they use a thing called um, upgrade cogs. So what you do is you use money to buy 
like the upgrade, and then to equip it, you spend uh, upgrade cogs on them that you find through the world. Uh, there's a vendor that sells them for like 25 bucks a pop as well. Um, but the cool thing is you're not locked in. If you decide to buy a like a specific upgrade and then throw a couple of cogs into it and then you get something that's going to be a little bit more like helpful for the situation you're trying to attack, you can basically respec at any time. Oh, see, that's uh, always that... great in any sort of game that lets you upgrade. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to do too. Like it's not it's not tedious to do. You can just oh. go take off, bang. It's um, I've because I've done it a couple of times where I'm like, oh, actually, I really need to. I, I'm trying to get to this certain area. I'm trying to do this certain thing. I'm gonna. I think this upgrade might help me a lot more than this one. So I'll take them off that, chuck them into the other. Um, and yeah, it's really great. It's really sort of seamless. Uh, it's the map seems to be pretty big. I've only explored a, a little bit of it at the moment. Um. And uh, you, like some of the upgrades that you can use to traverse said map, uh, you have your pickaxe, which is pretty simple uh, from the first one as well. You can upgrade it to do different things. I've just got an upgrade for it that it's like a permanent upgrade um, that doesn't use cogs. It's like a turn on and off sort of thing. Um, but it's it basically turns it into like a flaming one. So like I can set stuff on fire or there's a particular thing I need it to use to use it for uh, at the point I am at in the uh, in the game which is really cool. Um, I won't go into what it is because it's kind of a, kind of a neat little puzzle sort of thing. Um, but yeah, and then there's other things like a, there's a, like, a, like a jackhammer fist that uses... Um, well, there's a jackhammer fist and then there's a like a, a bomb that I've got at the moment, basically. like You can fire and it'll blow up a, a tile. Um, but those types of upgrades, not the flame axe or the flame yeah, pickaxe, uh, the other upgrades, they use a resource called water, uh, which is basically like a mana gauge. So oh, okay. you have like, yeah, it's probably the best way to describe it. MP. So at the moment I've got like, yeah, exactly. So it's it's like, I've got three bars worth at the moment. So um, if I fire a bomb that will take one bar, uh, the jackhammer slowly chips away at it over time um, as you're using it. Uh, and you can use the jackhammer to like break through like harder bricks that you can't use your pickaxe on. Um Look, it's it's really fun. I'm really enjoying this game. Um, I've been excited for it for a while now. I just hadn't got around to picking it up. Uh, but it's, when I, I mean, picked it's, up, it's hard, man. Like, there's so much stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I did buy it at the same time as I bought the game that you've been playing, um, uh, which I haven't played much of at the moment. But I can still chip, uh, chime in on on it uh, from previous experiences. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm enjoying my time with it so far. I haven't played a whole lot of it. Um, but it is, it's another one of those perfect little indie games that is great for just like chilling out on the couch and I'm just going to go and dig away at some stuff. Um, the story is really cool too. It's linked in, it, it basically takes place after dig one and it, uh, sort of starts with the main character from dig, um, has gone missing after he sort of completed the first game, essentially, essentially, um, some bad sort of stuff happened to him and he sort of disappeared and turned a little bit evil. Um, and yeah, so you're, you're a character called, I think Daisy, I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, she's basically trying to track down her, I think it's a, her cousin or uncle or something like that. It's, it's a relative or something like that, some description. Um, and yeah, so you're trying to track down, uh, Rusty from the first game. And, um, yeah, it takes you to this new town, um, which is like this little hub world that's above the the um, the, uh, 
the, the, the minds essentially you're trying to, to dive through. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. You've also got like uh, transport pipes as well to take you around. So you'll eventually, if you dig down far enough or get to a certain point, there'll be like a, a pipe that'll have like a pile of rocks in front of it. If you hit that, it'll unlock a basically a fast travel point. Um, it's nothing super revolutionary in terms of gameplay, but it's everything that it does is really solid. Um, and it makes it really fun to like exp- like travel around and uh, find things and figure out. Like, you, you'll get to an area and go, I can't get what I need to get in here just yet, but I know that I'm going to be able to come back later on and pick that up. Um, yeah. I would say arguably, like, if a game... A game doesn't need to be revolutionary. It doesn't need to to break new ground all the time. And if it's just really no. good at what it does, and especially a game that looks... Like, I know you talked about how good it looks, but I look at screenshots of, of SteamWorld Dig 2, and it looks gorgeous like that alone yeah. makes me want to play that game just looking mm-hmm. at pictures of it and watching and watching it in motion oh it's gorgeous it's um yeah i haven't had a chance to to boot it up on my tv yet um but on the on the switch screen it looks awesome it looks really pretty um, i love that the switch is just it is just the perfect way to play indies <laughs> it just oh yes yeah. yep which is great because there's so many indies that i've wanted to play and they either don't come to the PlayStation or, like, I can't run them on my PC or well, for whatever reason. I mean, I'm going through that at the moment with I really want to play Cuphead. The more I, I see just... about Cuphead, the more I have a, a mighty need for it. If you're up, You know what, Joel? If you're ever up this neck of the woods again, like, at some mm-hmm. point soon, I'll fire up my dusty old Xbox One and I'll pick it up. Done. Done. It's a done deal. Because um, I, I, def- I really want to play that game. Yeah, um, it looks so good. Because, uh, yeah, because well, I, I was back in Benigo and then you came back to Melbourne with us on the weekend. And before we came back, we had uh, we had coffee with Josh from OK Games. Um, and he was talking about it because he's been playing it. And he's just sort of, he was gushing over it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then we were watching the Game Grumps play it. And I'm like, it looks really fucking good. And I, I watched um, the Easy Allies play some of it tonight as well. It just, it's just yeah. one of those games, much like Steam World Dig 2. Like, I look at it, I see pictures, I see the motion, and I just want to play it. Oh yeah, it just like what it's what it's promising seems to be very exciting, and that's I, the, in the case of Steam World Dig Two, it is. It's a very very good game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm it's it's not a, a super intensive storyline, so I'm not sort of um, having to focus too much on it, which is good. Um, it's good nice you can, you can fire it up having. and chill. Exactly, yeah, and that's what I've been doing. Like you know, if I've got like an hour to kill and I don't really feel like playing much, I'll just sort of jump out, potter around for a bit, see if I can clear out some new areas, find some new stuff. Um, I've also got a grappling hook as well, which is really fun, like a hook shot. So you can use that to sort of like propel yourself across gaps and um, and traverse a little bit more easily as well, which is cool. Handy. It doesn't swing or anything. It's like a straight shot one. But but yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's um, definitely worth looking at. It's like 23 bucks at the moment on the eShop. Um, I don't know what it's going for in the other stores because I didn't really look. <laughs> this is like I know I'm going to buy it for the Switch. Yeah, I mean, um, I, at, at that point, why would you look at the other ones? Like, I doubt it will, exactly. I doubt it's cheaper. No, if anything, I from from previous experience, the Switch seems to be the cheapest place to uh, uh, the cheapest console to play indies on. Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it seems to be like there was something recently that came out on. 
uh, PlayStation as well, as well as the Switch. And I remember looking at the Switch version going, that's like a good five bucks cheaper, which is yeah. was it, very interesting. Was it Sonic Mania? I don't remember if it was Sonic Mania. I think it was Sonic Mania, actually. I, I, I think you're right. I think Sonic Mania was definitely a bit cheaper on Switch. I, I don't know how it is either. Maybe it's something to do with like, I don't, I don't know how they work it out. But hey, if it's cheaper, that's another reason mm. to buy it on Switch and play it on the go. 100%. Um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. You should go give it a look, see if you've got a Switch or any other of the consoles as well. Definitely worth your time. Uh, but Kyron, I want you to tell me about what you've been playing because I'm very excited to hear your thoughts oh. on this, even though I sort of know how it's going to go. So, I don't know where to start the story, Joel. Like, like it, back in 2016, it was early 2016? Yeah, early 2016... Yep. A little game called Stardew Valley came out on, on PC. Mm-hmm. And it made its way to consoles later in the year, like Xbox One and PS4 got it. And I was... It's one of those games... Not that before... Sort of, yeah, not before it fucking exploded everywhere. Yes, it exploded. That's how it got to consoles, honestly, as far as I'm concerned. Poor boy. Considering it's by a one-man team, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think you could have... There's a few more people now. I think some of yeah. the people from Chucklefish are helping out now, but... I mean, um, they'd want to the now. It's on part, multiple platforms. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the multiplayer stuff is being handled by the uh, like guys at Chucklefish and some of the other, like, the porting stuff. But anything, like, new content-wise is pretty much that one guy still doing it. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm fairly certain I saw an article about that, that he wrote a letter saying... Yeah, basically anything that's going to be like content for the game that I'm working on, um, which is super impressive. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I I was tempted to get it on PS4 when it was announced, but mm-hmm. then I feel as word of it coming to Switch later in the, like after that, and I, I decided to skip on the PS4 version despite desperately wanting to play it because oh, I lost so many hours of my life to Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo and, like, the GameCube right. and all that. Like, Harvest Moon series, but up until recently, like, I haven't played a lot of the recent entries. I think, like, GameCube's about where I sort of tapered off. But they were just the best time sinks, the best times. And to yep. have this indie game come up that sort of was just like, hey, I'm like Harvest Moon. I was like, whoa, hey, hey, you made your sale. But... It was just one of the things where I waited, decided to wait till the Switch came out. Here we are, Joel. I live in a world now where I played Stardew Valley. Yes. And it's the best. I love it so much. It's so good, isn't it? Um, it is. I haven't had a chance to put much to put many much time into it on the Switch yet. But when I bought it for PC last year, I think, early this year, early this year, maybe late last year, sometime soon, because um, I think we'd moved by then. Uh, yeah, I remember... Like, I sank so much time into it. Um, I recorded a whole bunch of footage as well. There's one episode up on, on our YouTube channel of me playing it. Um, but yeah, there's, apart from that, I, I recorded heaps of stuff for it, but I just never got around to putting it out because, um, yeah, I think work got in the way. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a special little game. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, you definitely talked about SteamWorld Dig 2 being a game you can sort of, like, fire up and just chill out to like that is stardew yep. valley in a nutshell oh it's the ultimate chill out game like because there's no there's no real stakes in that game no. and it's it's a good thing um it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt it in what any way whatsoever absolutely so i'm pretty sure 
you would have talked about it a bit when you first played it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, I I won't go over the 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 basic of basic mechanics. Essentially, imagine Harvest Moon, and that's sort of what it is. Yeah, like it's but, a um, farming sim. Yeah, you know? with with some light combat mechanics, and like sort of, I guess, borderline RPG progression as well. Yeah, and I and in a way like Minecraft crafting as well. Like that wasn't in Harvest Moon yep. at all. Yeah, it sort of takes elements of all those types of uh, of those types of games and mashes it into this weird kind of like because there's like a dating sim involved in it as well. Yep. It's yeah, it's like into this massive ball of just good vibes all around. Absolutely. So mm. I think I'm I'm still in my first year. I'm about to hit okay. winter, so I think I've nearly finished my first year. Right. Uh, I yeah I, I I can't stop playing this. Like I was playing Overwatch tonight for the event, for the Halloween event, which has been mm-hmm. fun. But the entire time I was playing it, I could see the switch at the corner of my eye. I'm like, I really want to go back to my farm. I mean, I, I really, I really want that... these skins, but I really want to go back to that farm. Yeah, I haven't hit that point yet in the Switch version where I, I'm back in it again. I'm still going through early days stuff. Um, it's an interesting additions though that I've noticed. Um, I wasn't sure whether it was like from an, an update they did since I'd played the game or whether it was just for the Switch version um, thus far. Although I did find out, talking to some other people who played it on consoles recently, um, that this may be a new thing. But when you in the character creator section, um, it also gives you the option to pick your starting location for your farm, uh, where it's always in the same location on the map. Um, so that it doesn't confuse you too much, but it'll give you a different starting place i guess so you can have like a normal one uh which is like the basic one uh you can have a like a river a based farm which means there's more fish you can have like a a woodlands based farm which means you have access to more like the woodland uh like wood and things like that those sort of resources there's one that's like a mine one that's right right near a mine so you've got better access to minerals and and um the dungeon crawling stuff i think um and there's like a creepy woods one like a creepy mysterious one that has like more access to monsters i think um, yeah see i guess for me because it was my first time playing stardew valley i was like oh hey that's cool i assumed it was there from the beginning but apparently that would be wrong yeah no it's 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 cool like it's a, a cool little addition that sort of makes it i guess for people who are returning to the game like myself maybe to, to sort of because I know I really like the fishing in the first game, in the first time I played oh, through it. All right. Um, so I don't hate the fishing. <laughs> I don't hate it. But yep. on a controller, it's not super fun. It's, look, it's it's hard on a, on a mouse as well. But, like, there was one time where it just sort of clicked for me and I got it. But I must admit, trying to do it with a controller is, is a whole new ball game. Um, yeah. Like, it, it's clicked and I, I know how to do it. And I, for the most part, have it under control. It's just when the fish movements get too erratic, and I, I'm aware that that means I probably should get the... Because I've got the second-tier rod. I should get the third-tier rod and build, like, the lure that gives you more, like, wriggle room there. Yeah. But it's it's some, like it's 90% of the time I'm fine, but that 10% I'm just like, ah, oh, you little fish bastard, just stay on the line. Just stay on the line. And usually... Let me really win and sell you. Yeah, and usually the, when it's got those erratic movements, it's usually a pretty good fish that you kind of want to catch. Yeah, 
So, um, but I yeah. So basically, over the past week, like the games just consume my life. I I I play it a lot, and again, because it's on the Switch, it's just a perfect game to sort of like I'll play it for like an hour in bed before I go to sleep. So then I'll put my Switch down next to my bed on my bedside table, and then I wake up in the morning and you know plug away at another half an hour or so before I would get out of bed, and it's just it's dangerous, Joel. It is. It's a dangerous game. It's very addictive. Um, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when the multiplayer comes out. I'm excited to see uh, what that's going to be like. Yeah, well, because apparently Switch is getting it first, so I'm I'm hoping that um, console first. Like it, it'll go to PC first. Console first. first. Yeah. yeah. But like I console think, first, I think is Switch. I wouldn't be surprised if it if the, the multiplayer launches at the same time for the PC and the Switch. Maybe that'd be great. Mm, I, that would be really cool. Um, I'm oh. hoping the the way they do it is it's like like two Joy Cons because <laughs> it's that's pretty much all you really need for the game. Um, yeah, I can see, that's I what can I see it see. working. Like it doesn't, it's not super demanding as far as buttons go. No, and the only time that you really need to have like a super amount of control over what you're doing is when you're in the uh, in the mines. You're sort of fighting enemies. Yeah, um, so, I mean, that part does get a bit hectic, I, I must say, but if I was to, like, nitpick at one particular thing, that would probably be the one. But, again, it's a very small part of the game in the grand scheme of things, so I don't mind too much. Yes, yeah, I I found myself getting... I really enjoyed the dungeon crawling stuff. Like, it, it gets pretty nuts, but, like, I, I there's something about it I really enjoy just making my way all the way down to the bottom of that mine. Um, oh yeah, like I think I'm on floor fifty at the moment. Okay, yep. Um, I've got a sweet like two-handed hammer, which basically makes fighting a lot easier. But yeah, it, it wasn't until I really got that hammer that I sort of decided to enjoy the combat because I had like a the, the crappy sword. I got a better yep. sword, but even then, it wasn't doing much damage. But this hammer has a wide swing radius and huge knockback, so I actually get a chance to compose myself after I knock the enemies away. Also, yep. I hate the floors sometimes when the when that enemy mist spawns in and you just gotta fight a bunch of whatever like on the early floors I think it's like little oh, yeah. flies and then it's bats. It's just like can you can you not? It's like the, the, the red the red like blood mist essentially. Yeah, essentially like it yeah. essen- like frenzies the monsters and you're like, cool, mm-hmm. alright. Back to the wall, I'll just start swinging my hammer. Come at me. Come on, let's do and, it. And as soon as it starts happening, you start like trying to pick up rocks to try and figure out where yeah. you go. Oh, like, God, where's the where's ladder the down? Ladder? Where's the ladder? Yeah. I had a um, heartbreaking thing happen this morning. Uh, I was I was out mining. I may have I may have slightly lost track of time. Mm-hmm. And I was heading back to my house. I, yep. literally, I literally was maybe a couple of steps from my bed. And and it hit two AM and my guy yep. passed out. I was like, "It's not fair, guys. Come on, just yep. just just crawl in the bed. Just do that." It's yeah. That that that's always heartbreaking. Um, it sucked. The worst <laughs> is when it happens when I'm actually in the mines. See, that sucks. I and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, well, I'll look up at the time and it's like one thirty. I'm like, well, I'm not making it back in time. So fuck my life. Um, <laughs> I was just really lucky because even though I, that happened, the next day was raining. So when I woke up with my half stamina, I did need to worry about watering on my crops. So I was I was kind That's, of lucky in that uh, sense. I'm not a big fan of rain in real life. I like its function, but I, I don't like anything else about it. Mate, rain um, is the best sound that, that my ears can get. 
no, I hate it. It fucking drives me nuts. I don't like it at all. But in Stardew Valley, it's like I wake up, it's raining. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's half my work done. Um, I'm interested. I, 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 on my playthrough this time, I really want to actually try and focus on making a proper farm because um, my farm was pretty like minimal in the last one. I had like one patch that oh. just had like oh. that's all I had. I was like oh. one patch because the, the thing was I was out. Like, I was doing, like, I was dungeon crawling and going down the mines and I was fishing a lot. That was what, that's how I was getting my income. Um, because that were things that I enjoyed more than the farming stuff. No, man, I'm all about the Harvest Moon side of it. Planting those crops, getting those animals, feeding them up. Yeah, all the animals as well. I had some of the animals, but I don't know. There was, I just, I really enjoyed the progression of the, uh, of the, the mining and stuff like that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping something. I don't know, like, because as much as the mining and stuff is fun, I feel like I've got the combat pegged, and I'm kind of hoping something new will come up. I got a slingshot, but it kind of sucks to use on console, so I just put it in my chest and never look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's um. I can't remember if I used the ranged combat stuff when I was playing through it originally. Um, look, the port, the port to the console is good. Um. Honestly, as much as it is great to have it portable and on the go and all that sort of stuff, I honestly think the PC version's the way to go. Um, just for a couple of things, I don't know. Um, you've still got that cursor to use with the, the right thumbstick. Uh, but yeah, there are a couple of times I'm like, oh, okay, this is a little clunky. But I mean, that's my one little nitpick that I've got from it, from the very little that I've played. But um, the game's just so enjoyable, it doesn't really matter. Playing it has just made me realise that one of the biggest omissions from the SNES Classic lineup was Harvest Moon. Mm. God damn it. See, I never played Harvest Moon, so like, I the closest I'd gotten to something like this was probably Animal Crossing, which it has elements of that in there as well, like, you know. Yeah, I guess, sort like of. the day-night cycle stuff and, you know, collecting seashells and fishing um but yeah but none of it doesn't really have like the, the harvest moon farming stuff no no which um, is honestly that's what i came for and i it's it's what i'm loving and i i can't stop it's so good it's such a good great game if you don't own it like and you own any console basically um is it on xbox one i'm pretty sure it is yeah it came to Xbox One around the same time as PS4, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, um, same day. Yeah. Same day. If you've got a PC or anything like that, just, like, it's such a good game. Um, and, I mean, Chucklefish as a developer as well, or as a publisher, weird sort of like pseudo-publisher developer. Um, I love anything those guys are doing at the moment. Like, Starbound's really great. Um, and I can't wait to see what their fucking magic school... Stardew Valley, Starbound game's going to be like. And don't they get Wargroove? Oh, yeah, on Wargroove as well. Advanced Wars, basically. Yep. No, they're doing some cool stuff. They're like a a cute version of Devolver Digital. They do, like, adorable versions of games instead of, like, ultra-hyper-violent, stylized stuff. Which I'm okay with. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of them. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, but Stardew Valley, man. What is it, like $16 or something? 
on the Switch. Yeah, I think it was like sixteen, seventeen dollars, which is a ridiculous bargain for a game that I've already put like twenty hours into, probably. Uh huh. Yep. It's so easy to do. And time, time will literally like leave you when you when you when you're playing this game. Like it'll just vanish, and it's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm just like, uh, oh well, goodbye time. But before at least you know I've got a sweet farm. Yeah, before you know it, it's five a.m. and you're like, what have I done with my life? Uh, the answer, Joel, is I've got a sweet farm. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I've got a lot of gold star crops. <laughs> oh yeah, get them gold stars. How is your uh, your progress with the uh, the community center going? Oh, so I, I actually got the heads up on that from someone I know who's been playing a fair bit of Stardew Valley. So thankfully, I was able to prepare. But it's basically yep. become a compulsion when I pick up something new. I'm like, oh, do I need this for my community thing? Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll walk over there. I'll put it in there. Same thing for when you're mining and you get like a mineral. It's like Gunther can tell you about this. I'm like, oh, I've got to go see Gunther tomorrow. God damn it. Yep. Take it across to there, put it on a shelf. <laughs> and hopefully he gives you something cool. Hopefully I get a cool reward. Like when he pays out, he pays out really good though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he does. He- sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he gives you a painting and you're like, oh, thanks, Gunther. It's not even a painting. Sometimes he, d- sometimes he gives you more minerals. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, don't, I don't need these, Gunther. It's like, I literally bought you one of these like two days ago. Like, that, that's, where you, that's where you know what this thing is. Okay. He's like, here's like three amethysts. And I'm like, Actually, amethyst was pretty handy for my playthrough originally because uh, my, my, uh, my best girl love that was one of her favorite things so i just give them to her she was like yay pretty rocks yeah i found i found my first diamond when i was mining today oh nice picked up gave it straight to my best girl nice nice did she like it yeah she loved it because it's diamond man it's diamond yeah yeah some of them some of them don't like that kind of stuff you give them something you're like oh you're gonna enjoy this and they're like Oh, thanks, I guess. Like, uh, so speaking of which, route? speaking of which, uh, obviously, so yeah, I, was, I think we did, we brought it up, but you've got all these townspeople you can become friends with, which is great. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so sometimes I'll just be running along and I'll pick up some berries and I'm like, I don't really want these. Who's nearest to me? Here you go. Have some berries. And usually they're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> great. Out of, out of morbid curiosity, I was seeing the... The blacksmith, whose name I forget, it escapes me. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Either. Yeah, oh well. But I, I gave him a geo to crack open, and I got oh, like, yeah. I got like some. It wasn't an amethyst, but it was definitely like I think it was like an opal or something. I was like, oh wow, an opal. I wonder if this guy likes opals. <laughs> and I gave it to him, and he was just like, ah, "Thanks, I guess." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I probably he probably doesn't like this because this is his job." Yeah, exactly. He's like, I just, I just got that out for you. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it. He tosses it in oh. a pile. He's like, whatever. Whatever guy. I'm like, oh, can I have an opal back then, please? No, it's gone forever. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. There's that famous, uh, there's a, there's a picture going around, I think, of, of, uh, uh, one of the girls. I'm pretty sure it was Abigail. If you give her, like, uh, I think it's the amethyst that she likes. And, um, you give it to her, she's like, oh, thanks so much. It was so delicious. And it's like, wait, <laughs> did did you just eat that rock? It's, it's not for eating. No, don't don't eat them. And it happens. Like, she keeps eating them. And I'm like... <laughs> uh, Joel, I'm worried uh, for Abigail. She, yeah. Oh, uh, look. That's why, I, that's why I married her and took care of her. It's fine. <laughs> 
I have to say, I'm there's a I'm I'm interested in learning a lot more about these characters as well. There's some surprisingly interesting stories in there, from what I can yeah. tell. And I think now you can actually. It sounds really awful, but you can divorce characters oh, now and no. marry other ones. Oh, yeah. Um, no. So that, that's a thing you can do now. I'm pretty sure you can you can start relationships with other people. Nah, yeah. I I think I'll be good with my best girl. Yeah, which who is? Uh Penny is who I chose. Oh, nice, nice. Penny's great. I'm trying to figure out if I want to go with someone else or just stick with the same this time. I'm I'm kind of holding off until the multiplayer comes out. I'll probably start a new farm then, but um, because you can marry your friends in multiplayer. Did they confirm um, that? Did they? They did. They they said you can marry your friends. They haven't said how. Interesting. It's gonna be slightly different to the way that you do it. Do you know yeah, anything about like, that yet? No. I mean the marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Like I've only gotten Penny to like okay. four hearts, man. Was we we're not quite there yet. But right. uh, yeah. I, I wish, because I assume it's, again, not easy. I assume you've got to get him something specific. So mm-hmm. with, with your friends, like, you wouldn't want to just be able to instantaneously marry. That would feel a bit weird. No. Well, I think they said that, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be similar but different. So okay. That the, the way that they're going to do it is going to be different, I guess, which is, uh, that's great. I'm totally cool with that. But I'm I'm probably just going to, probably going to marry Ash in the game. That's fair. Yep. That'd be cool. You get married in a game, um, you get married in real life. Exactly, yeah. It's a good version of that. <laughs> um, uh, any closing thoughts on Stardew Valley? I'm sure uh, we'll Stardew Valley is really good and everyone should play it. And also, can we get some good Harvest Moon games again? That would be great if that could we'll be a thing. That, wait for that virtual console. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, let's get that virtual console up and running. Let's get some Harvest Moon on there. Super Nintendo Harvest Moon, a couple of those GameCube ones and I'll be set. Just make it happen. Yeah, do it. But in the meantime, we've got Stardew Valley, so... Exactly, and I'll just go and lose like another 20 hours to that. Hey. In a good way. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty, so I think it's time we move into some news, Kyron. Sounds good. It's been a bit of a quiet one this week. Um, it's more so all the games are just coming out at the moment. Yeah, it, news about them. There's less time for news when everyone's playing the big games. It's mainly just reviews. <laughs> that's yep. what that's what's important at the moment. There's been a couple of little things that we thought we'd touch on uh, briefly. Uh, starting off with some uh, some classic Overwatch news. Now, uh, you mentioned before we've both dipped in a little bit to Overwatch this week. After a while, um, it dragged us because, back. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a while for me. But it's yeah, um, the same. Yeah, no, it's the the new Halloween event or the the rehash of last year's Halloween event is on. So um the Overwatch Halloween Terror. Um, which of course brings the Junkenstein's revenge mode and a whole bunch of new skins and um different items and things like that as well. Um and uh Hollywood and Ica Wall to have a Halloween makeover as well. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Was was Eichenwald Halloweened up last year, or is it just this year? I feel like it was because it's it's the setting for um for Junkenstein's Revenge. Maybe I just I, I don't remember seeing it. It could be because we saw a lot of Hollywood, though. That's true. Actually, was Eichenwald out by last year? <sighs> you know, Joel. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I was. 
my Overwatch memory is pretty hazy. Yeah, it all just sort of blurs into one. Yeah. Um, this is sort of a one just like giant move the payload. Um, but this week there was some news that came out. Uh, apparently Blizzard's hiring for an unannounced Overwatch project. So, there's some interesting stuff there to think consider. Uh, basically, yeah. there's a, the, the ad is looking for a generalist artist to uh, work at the company of summer of 2018. Um, and apparently they're seeking for someone with knowledge and understanding of the Overwatch universe. Uh, the job will have them creating a wide range of assets to help bring the game to life. So, there's a few potential things that it could be. Um I mean, the obvious one, the, not the obvious one, the one that is probably not going to be is Overwatch 2. Oh, absolutely we're not. Gonna get, we're not going to get an Overwatch 2, if at all, but not next year. Or, Overwatch is guess, like the definition of games as a service. Like, Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, if they were going to do Overwatch 2 or whatever, like, it's still going to be a few years out, so it kind of would make sense if they're going to start working on it next year. But I think the more obvious choice would be there's a couple of different things. Like, it could be some sort of mobile tie-in game. So maybe, like, they, they, like like Hearthstone was to uh, World of Warcraft, maybe they're going to do an well, Overwatch yeah. something. I think you mean Warcraft, Joel, as well as Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Well, World of Warcraft as well. It just, it just, nothing against World of Warcraft, but it just makes me sad sometimes when I hear that as, as what well, that series no, but- was, even though I remember Warcraft so dearly. Yeah, but I mean, like the, the the taverns are place in World of Warcraft, not in actual Warcraft, though, is it? Well, Warcraft is Warcraft, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's uh, I yeah. So, so I think it'd be something like if they're going to do some sort of mobile tie and be something like that. I don't think it would be another card game. No, I would hope it's not going to be another card game because I think that would be pretty silly of Blizzard to double down on the card game industry. Um, considering they've cornered the market pretty heavily already. Um, but yeah, what, 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 what do you think it could be in terms of like a, a like a, a tie-in game? Like a mobile game? Yeah, something like, like maybe more aimed at mobile experience. Yeah, it's really tough because, I mean, they've already got a card game, so it's not, it's almost definitely not that. Yeah. And the only other mobile games I'm really familiar with are like the gacha ones, and I, there's not enough heroes for that to really, really be a thing. That's true, yeah. So, but I mean, there's enough skins and, oh, and I guess, yeah, things like, and if they did it as a tie-in thing that you could get skins for your characters in like actual Overwatch, so maybe, maybe. it'd be like a like some sort of match three puzzler. I, I'd be on board for that. Give me that shit. Of course um, you would be. Yeah, fuck yeah. I love <laughs> that shit. I fucking adore that shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's pretty, like, it, it'd be, it's pretty safe to bet that it might be some sort of mobile tie-in, but... I'll be so sad if it is, honestly. Think, I can't think of what it would be. Um, it depends what it is to, as to my level of excitement but i mean obviously it's very well known that i'm pretty much into playing mobile games especially if they're of a certain quality and i mean blizzard do do that very well so um but the other potential thing that it could be would be 
a some sort of like extended PVE mode or some sort of story campaign. That's what I want. Yeah, and I think I think this might be what it what it could be. Um, if they're looking for someone who's got like knowledge and understanding of the Overwatch universe, they obviously want people to to like who know. Uh, bits of the lore that they've they've dropped out there and that they can expand on in some sort of um, story campaign, uh, and we already know that they've they've attempted it already with things like Junkenstein's Revenge and also the Uprising event. Um, so well, if it's something along the lines of say Uprising, but like a lot media, um, and maybe like a paid expansion. Well, it is worth remembering, Joel, that we are barreling towards BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And on yes, the are. on November third, like at nine AM Australian time I'm pretty sure. Okay. Is is a panel, Joel. It's a okay. panel entitled Overwatch What's Next. Yeah. Um I think that, that Blizzard said as well that like they're gonna be talking a lot about what's next for World of Warcraft, uh StarCraft, I believe, and Overwatch. Uh, and the maybe panels, Hearthstone as well. The panels I can see are like World of Warcraft, what's next? Hearthstone, what's next? Overwatch, what's next? Heroes of the Storm, what's next? Oh, Heroes of the Storm, of course, yep. Um, yeah, so... Oh, man. Well, obviously, we're going to get another short at that panel. I reckon there's a good chance we'll get a short. And I... Mm-hmm. Again, if this position seems to be open in summer of 2018, so whatever it is that they're planning, they probably won't have anything to show... But maybe they'll talk about it. Is what I'm hoping. Mm. Maybe the short will be something that ties into that. That would be great. So maybe that's their way of showing it off because they've already got people working on maybe like what it's going to be storyline wise. Well, that's a good point. Know. It could be in this, like even like with the the hiring, they could already be sort of. But no doubt, actually, would have already started working on what it is. Mm. So, so yeah. maybe they're just maybe this internship is just sort of like um. A way to get people who are involved in the community to sort of put their input into into the game itself. Yeah, potentially. Like that would be cool. Like, I I I am holding out hope, Joel, for the for like the PVE thing. I really am. I I think it's. I think it's about. I want to say like seventy thirty, that it could be like seventy percent a PVE mode and and thirty percent some sort of mobile tie-in. Um. Because they haven't really done anything... Like, Blizzard haven't really done anything else mobile tie-in. And, like... Because Hearthstone isn't technically a mobile tie-in because it didn't start on mobiles. No. It was a PC experience, and then they went, oh, we'll put it in on mobiles because you know, that makes 100% sense. Which it does. It's a perfect format for that. Um, but you, so, yeah. The, the one thing that sort of has me thinking it might not be mobile is... Again, like, like, it's 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 probably flimsy logic, but if Blizzard were going to do another mobile tie-in, I would assume it would involve like it would be all encompassing of Blizzard stuff, like a Heroes of the Storm sort of thing, not just Overwatch. Okay, but again, like that could be yeah. nothing. Like, it's not necessarily true, but I feel like that is the direction they would take mobile. Like, instead of just focusing on Overwatch, they'd do it with maybe handpick some Overwatch characters, some StarCraft, like again, like Heroes of the Storm was, but. Yep. Then maybe incorporate that into a match three game. I don't know. I don't know. No, make it a Mario Party esque 
collection of mini games. What co- do that of mini games? Yeah, do it like like a Mario Party game, but I have like a board that you travel around. You pick a character. Blizzard Party. Yeah, I'd play Blizzard Party. Just call it BlizzCon. <laughs> I do love that on the BlizzCon website, you can actually go through a uh, a textural experience of BlizzCon, and it's basically a choose your own adventure of BlizzCon. It's um, very cool. Which is Blizzard know their stuff, man. They know their stuff. Yeah. It's very funny. I did. I had a click around with it and, uh, a while ago. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's pretty... The fact that this is out in the news, I think, and the fact that they've said that, you know, that the panel's called What's Next and all that sort of stuff, I think we'll definitely see what's going to happen. Because I think they did say that the events were going to be the same for this year, didn't they? What do you mean? Or did, like, like the the events were going to be like the same events as they had last year for this year. But they Ooh. only said for this year. I think. Oh yeah, yes, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, I mean, maybe we'll get maybe with a second anniversary event, potentially something could happen. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, who knows? Maybe we'll get that. We talked about it before about like maybe a, a character death or like a serious shake up to the world. I feel like it's too soon for a death, but a shake-up is possible. Yeah, I think... Well, how far into... I mean, it was a while, but like it was, it was probably like four or five years into, into World of Warcraft before Cataclysm happened. Yeah, that was pretty big as well. And that's that's huge. That was like... That had that still has repercussions on that world. Like, there's... There are some places I, don't, I think you can't go to anymore. Uh, if you're playing like post cataclysm servers and it's that's that kind of thing is really cool and i'd love to see him do something like that in overwatch well they sort of um, had like mini world progress with numbani when that got trashed that's true yeah exactly is it still trashed uh so the payload's been fixed up now okay and again i don't know if it was always there but in the spawn in the museum spawn, if you're defending, like trying to stop people from capturing the payload, yep. in like the very last one, I think, uh, Orisa's supercharger is in there. Oh, okay. I think. And like, again, I can't remember if it was always like this, but a lot of the banners seem to have changed to Effie. Oh, uh, I think it they might have changed. Effie? No, I don't think it was because it was they were always Doomfist ones. I thought so, yeah. So again, like... And it, it was Doomfist, like, and the, the, the last frame was always... Like mysteriously grayed out, yeah. Like the last banner, yeah. And when when I think about it, it makes sense because you know we have Doomfist. He has the Doomfist gauntlet, so I guess let's do something different. <laughs> yep, because um, that's sort of been resol- uh, not really resolved, but like as far as like will Doomfist get his gauntlet back? We know the answer is yes. Is it, like emphatically yes? Because um, I got I got punched by it tonight, so like he definitely has it. Fucking Doomfist, um. Is there anything you would like to see come of this, like in terms of like narrative stuff? If we were to do a PVE, like story mode campaign, like a three to four hour campaign that you could play through, what would you like to see? I think honestly, the best way to do it would be to do it through the perspective from the through the perspective of like a new character, like a new okay. hero. Yeah. I, but again, like it's tricky. Like, would you want it, Would it be co-op or would it be single player? Like, co-op is obviously the fun option. 
I think it'd be co-op. Imagine, okay. Imagine if they did it as like a raid. An Overwatch raid. Would it be like a, a four or six man team? I, I think you would do it so it would scale difficulty. Okay. So you could potentially do it with four people or three people. Uh, I'd say minimum of three though. And then maximum of six. And like you're storming like an Omnic factory or something like that or? Yeah, yeah. Could be cool. Like, Ooh, like there's a lot that. of fun stuff they could they could do. And the Uprising, was it Uprising? Uprising had the yeah. PvE, didn't it? Yeah, that shows yep. that there's so there's potential there because that was, that was fun. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, it's not... Uh, that, that'd be something that, that is, is plausible because, I mean, Blizzard made WoW. So they, they're not, you know, shy of, uh, of doing things like raids and, and creating those expansive sort of experiences for players. So that seems like something... And, and, and seeing how popular things like, like the Destiny raids are, especially this time around, everyone seems to be talking about it even more so, I feel like, than the first Destiny um, yeah, it's, there seems to be a lot more hubbub. A raid sounds cool. The raid. Uh, so yeah, it'd be cool to see him do something like that, and expand the universe that way. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what comes from uh, from old mate Blizzard. Yeah, in terms I, I get, of, uh, we could know in, in, a, in a matter of weeks, or we might not know. I hope so. Man, I'm so bummed. I was gonna. I, I'm not bummed because the reason why I can't is much better reason but oh yeah um, i i would like to uh i would like to have bought a blues uh virtual ticket this year but i'm not going to be able to use it because i'm not going to be in the country so um yeah no, especially no considering skin for you no i know it looks kind of cool as well i kind of like the look of it but and muse are closing the show as well how crazy that, awesome. that a band i like are closing blizzcon like I saw Did, it pop up on they Twitter have... and I like send it to you and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> didn't they have Metallica awesome. the other year? Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago. Now oh, it was Metallica. It's, ins- it's insane. Good on them. It was like two or three years ago because I remember uh, there, there was uh, I was watching kind of funny with um, Elise was on there and she was or yeah and she was talking about it with them um, and apparently when they found out that Metallica were going to be playing at BlizzCon, she messaged Ben Moore. <laughs> and Ben Moore was like, are you fucking shitting me? Because like, he's a massive Metallica fan. He does enjoy Metallica. Uh, yeah, and Blizzard games. So Exactly. Um, sort of a win-win for him. But anyway, I guess we'll find out soon what's going to happen. Um, but probably the biggest sort of hubbub this week uh, in terms of uh, video game news has been centered around loot boxes. Now, we've spoken before about loot boxes, I think we had we a have. question about it, yeah. Um, and we've stated our opinions there. But there's been some stuff that's come out this week that's uh, pretty interesting. So uh, Open Critic, which is an open source uh, news reviews website, kind of like Metacritic, but not as bad. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. I don't know if it's... Yeah, like, like Metacritic is, I think, pretty big. So... Yeah. Open Critic is sort of like the the little guy to the Metacritic. Like they are, they yeah. offer a lot of the same stuff, but yep. I don't know. I kind of like Open Critic more as well. Their website feels cleaner. 
Right. I haven't actually used Open Critic. I really need to start using it. They're pretty good. Um, yeah, so it's basically like a, a, a reviews aggregation site. So like, yeah. they sort of give an like a aggregate score based on what reviews are out there for that particular game. Um, so it sort of you know does all the hard work for you if you're trawling through a whole bunch of different reviews, I guess. Um, but they've come out this week, uh, and via Twitter, uh, they posted a statement about um, you know the uproar from players and other people about uh, loot boxes. And they basically said, we're going to take a stand against loot boxes. We're looking into ways to add business model information to open critic. So, uh, so this VG 24 seven article says, for instance, game pages would show whether or not a game has random loot boxes. And if they're possible to acquire in game without the need for real money currency. Uh, this would also cover how games are advertising these options to the player, whether they are through a dedicated in-game store, prompts during the gameplay, etc. So, uh, basically, it's going to be a way you can you can see if a game has loot boxes and how obnoxiously ingrained they are into the game. I think it's a I good idea. I, yeah, I'm not totally opposed to this. Um. In fact, I'm not really opposed to it at all. I was trying to think of it. I, I had any reservations to why they shouldn't do this. But, I mean, the only thing I can think of negatively would be that's what people would focus on. If you give that information to players, they're going to focus on that a lot more. But I, they're already doing it. I agree. But, like, so over the past week... I, as as we said, and as you probably noticed, loot boxes have sort of exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is important now more than ever to, to to be talking about them and to be talking about how they're integrated. Like the Battlefront Two yeah. beta over the weekend shown right. a pretty uncertain light on its integration of loot boxes into that game and how the microtransactions work and how front and center the loot box option is presented when I booted up that beta. It was right, right there on like the on the front screen, which again, I I guess at least they're they're being open about them being there. And I kind of expected them to be there based on how the card system worked in the first battlefront. Yep. But uh, I I I will I will rag on Shadow of Mordor for as long as I for as long for the rest of my life probably, but until I play it. <laughs> but they at least like, I don't want to say at least they were open about it because they kind of got forced into the position they were in, but they extensively went into their loot box situation. It didn't really help because I still argue that that's not needed in a single player game, but whatever that's that's them i I think it's dumb, but yeah, I don't like that Battlefront two sort of like before before a beta like you didn't want players to find out like that. To find out in the beta that, hey, by the way, there's loot boxes here and they can make your characters pretty ridiculous if you get all the cards and stack them up yeah. and make your character really strong versus someone who may not have all that gear and just gets wrecked by you. True. Uh, so I guess that might be a way to sort of send a message to those companies that maybe exactly. they need to sort of think about how they're incorporating those, uh, like those if games, the stuff into those games. Yeah, because this week it's shown that players are willing to talk about it. And it's probably not going to make a difference, but maybe if if Open Critic, I don't know if it probably won't spread to Metacritic because Metacritic is its own thing and they're pretty big and they probably don't have the time to really be bothered with this. 
But if open credit can get people talking a bit more about how loot boxes are like made available, how they're advertised currency-wise and all that, uh, I think that's really... It's pretty important. Yeah. Um, it feels so, like they're here to stay. Yeah, I think they are as well. They're a way for developers and, and publishers to make money post-game, and essentially, especially since um, sort of post-game DLC... Um, is sort of becoming a way of the past now. Unless you're really see. greedy. Yeah, exactly. Or unless you're a single-player game that has a reason to expand on the universe that makes I you mean, justify having a season pass. Because I look at Destiny 2, and it's got an expansion pass, as well as microtransaction loot boxes. Yeah, that's true. And that sort of feels um, a bit a bit greedy. Yeah. But Whereas, least, I guess the microtransaction loot boxes in Destiny are, like, they're cos- cosmetic, though. Yeah, but it's, again, it's it's not a it's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things. But I remember no. in Destiny 1, you got a shader, you were good. In Destiny 2, a lot of the really good shaders are in those, like, those bright engrams, which you get from either leveling up or by spending money. And... It's just interesting that they seem to drop in groups of three, which is one less than you need for a full set of armor. Yeah, true. And they're all single yeah. single use. It's just interesting, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say though, like that's the I would say that's the negative option. Even though I'm not happy with how Battlefront two is presenting its loot boxes, at least at least they've said the DLC will be free, and that's sort of a, a good way to offset what could be potentially awful having yeah. like microtransactions like free dlc is a good way to make me go oh well you're not charging me for all these maps and stuff so i guess loot boxes are uh, less dirty but here's the thing though like i i feel i would feel better about paying money for a like a part of a game depending on how much of like the game was missing to be to begin with so if we're talking about original battlefront Maybe Ooh. not that level of of that, like that of was not skimpiness. good, but like I don't mind paying for DLC or anything. Like that. I haven't really done it all that much, but I don't mind paying for it if I'm like, oh, this is a game that I really enjoy. I would rather pay just that instead of putting money into loot boxes. Absolutely, personally. like I'm I'm in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, like... So there's you mentioned before though about Shadow of War. Um, so one of the big points that the that the Open Critics new system is seems to be uh, focusing on is uh, whether or not the game can be completed without spending any real world money on loot boxes. Ah, uh, yes. So it has come out over the way, last week as well from people uh, because I mean Shadow of War's out now, but um, obviously people had early review copies of it. Um, there's a uh, there's a Jimquisition up about this as well. I'm pretty sure it's uh, a very good watch. It is a very good watch. I did watch that one. Um, it's it's basically talking about uh, the to get the true ending of the game, you either need to grind out a lot to get the certain amount of resources to, or the, the certain orcs that you need, like powerful orcs, to build your army. Uh, or you could buy loot boxes where you get them. You might get them. 
And that's for kicking so, right there. The, you might. Exactly. So it's it's apparently the way to get the true ending of the game. Like to get credits in that game, it's either grind out a lot or drop some cash on the $80, $90 game that you've already paid money for. At least $80, $90. Yeah. Cool boy. I saw that story and it just, it was like the cherry on top of the the really ugly cake that is becoming Shadow of War, which, you know what? It sucks because for all the reviews I've seen that have said the story's not great, the loot boxes are kind of like shoehorned in and all that stuff. The gameplay is apparently really good. I would buy this game if it wasn't in this just mess of a situation where I don't want to think about having to grind out that game to get the true ending or dropping money on loot boxes. I just want to get the the ending. And you know what? We don't have time to grind out games this year. And that's another reason why it's so obnoxious that they're there because it's like, well, we understand that there's a lot of games that you want to be playing, but... You could just pay some extra money and get this loot box. I don't mind Did... spending money on loot boxes to to get cosmetic stuff and just pointless shit. Like that's my own money to do stupid shit with. Like I, I'm gonna spend thirteen dollars and get ten loot boxes and Overwatch so I can get pretty clothes for my characters. I'm gonna do that because I like I like that game and I I know that like oh, Blizzard have released so much stuff for Overwatch post game that I haven't had to pay for. And they've had those loot boxes there. They've been completely transparent about them from the get-go. They're like, they're completely cosmetic. This is the way we do things. And even when they weren't working maybe the way they should, they've started to fix that. And yeah, so I don't mind dropping that money. But to get to the end of a game, especially if it's a game that I'm really excited to play, that's just rough. Yeah, uh it's funny you bring up the Overwatch loot boxes because, I mean, Overwatch wasn't the first one to have it. I definitely remember buying loot boxes in Mass Effect 2, I think. You have a chance to get characters ah, out of those. Yes. So it goes, goes way back for me. But, I mean, Overwatch is where I think they were really sort of... Um, they've become more prominent now with Overwatch and all these other new games. And I think I think a lot of more people are, are, are open to the idea of buying them after something like Overwatch. So that's uh, where it gets dangerous, though. Exactly. Because so obviously with this up the the outcry with all this loot box stuff again, I don't really think anything's going to come of it at this point. But there has been some people sort of going, "Hey, yo, what's up with all this?" Like I like Jim Sterling is obviously one of them. Uh, Total Biscuit has a really good video about this exact topic. But basically, people are wanting the classification boards to acknowledge that loot boxes are gambling, which is basically it's prompted a, re- a response from the ESRB at least, and I think I also saw some from Peggy from the European like arm. But basically, mm-hmm. the ES- ESRB does not consider loot boxes to be gambling. So that's that's straight from an ESRB spokesperson. Like, well, right. there's an element in chat. Well, there's an element of chance in these mechanics. The player is always guaranteed to receive in-game content, even if the player unfortunately receives something they don't want. We think of it as a similar principle to collectible card games. Sometimes you'll open a pack and get a brand new holographic card you've had your eye on for a while, but other times you'll end up with a pack of cards you already have. Now, 
That's sort of true. But yep. here's the thing. If I get a if I get a card, if I get a duplicate, I have sort of the option to trade that or at least it's a at least it's a thing I've got in my hand, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still I would still say that's gambling. Does it does that make it less gambling because it's a it's more similar to a card game? Like you're buying a, a pack of random things and I don't know. Look, I look yeah, it's 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 gambling, but I think it's probably not a This is gonna sound awful, but it's not a bad type of gambling. Oh Joel. So It's not Yeah. It's it's I don't know. it's really thin ice because I'm I guarantee you go to YouTube and you look up like Overwatch Halloween Terror 2017 100 loot boxes and you'll find videos of a lot of views. Yeah. And I again, especially for younger gamers, it it could be a it could be a it could be a bad gateway into a, a not so great addiction. Cuz here's the thing, I love cracking Overwatch loot boxes cuz it just feels good, which probably isn't great cuz it just explodes open and you get like your little your yellows or your purples if you're lucky and it feels good it's shiny current, current, it's loud current. let's face it we get blues and grays that's we, I, I know i that's i was painting a, <laughs> an optimistic scenario as opposed to the it's realistic one where optimistic. it's like blues and grays current i need that cthulhu zenyatta i just i need it anyway um that, that's how they get you into your argument exactly um yeah look i yeah, I I, I definitely I, remember I, Pokemon games. Pokemon games had true as a part of their rating, and this was like because they had in-game casinos, but they had like a gambling warning on the front of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I do see loot boxes as gambling still in a way. Like you're buying a box of random things. Some of it's gonna be bad. And you won't even get to. You don't even get to have it. It's just like a digital thing. And I, I, in a way, I guess that could be said. Well, that's on you for spending the money. But some people can't help themselves. See, I, I feel like we need like an in betweeny word, <laughs> like between like, like bad, like like gambling, and and we need a word for this. Yeah, because it it seems to be like you know, it's like. Do you remember going to like school fairs and stuff like that and getting like the lucky dip? Joel, I've, same sort I've of bought thing. plenty of packs of cards. <laughs> exactly, and packs of cards. Um, like, I mean, we, we while you were down here on the weekend, there was more than at least, uh, there was probably at least three or four times where we were in stores and we were looking at blind boxes and we were oh, trying yeah, to feel the bags and see what was in them. Yeah, so I don't know. There needs to be one that's like, hey, this is your official warning. This is classed as good, good dope, a dope. So here's the other interesting thing. Than that. But on, you know on, what I mean? On, a different word. On, on this same weekend, I was down. We watched, uh, was it last week's episode of Gruen Transfer? We did, yes. Where they brought yeah. up Shopkins. Yes, they did, yeah. It's a really interesting thing to go and track down if you haven't seen it yet. It basically yeah. talks about the effect that Shopkins can uh, can have on children, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's a very good point. It It's just one of those things where I don't think it would hurt to have some sort of thing on the box, just to sort of give a heads up. Yeah, I think that's Espe- right. 
especially since loot boxes are yeah they're here to stay. Like Overwatch has them, Shadow of War's got them, Forza Seven has them, Battlefront Two's got them, Assassin's they're Creed the new, Origins probably has them. They're the new season pass. That's that's what they are. Like as we're long as season passes less and less, but and microtransactions and and loot boxes are becoming a thing. I was going to say most of mostly we're seeing season passes less and less. Destiny Two still has its fifty dollar expansion pass as well as its microtransaction market and i but think Destiny's... shadow of war has an expansion like a season pass as well yeah but destiny so... 2 is kind of like even though bungie really don't want to call it that it's it's an mmo so it's kind of like you would buy expansions for world of warcraft and all those sort of like uh mmos you would pay money for those expansions which would add extra content to the game on top of things so i, I kind of get that season pass um oh look in in the grand scheme of things i get it all i get that these companies have to make their money because that's triple a game development for you yeah for sure so why not sell your game at max price chuck it a season pass and have microtransactions like maximum profit right there yeah i think i think in the eyes of uh developers and publishers i think loot boxes are are less egregious like to put on a box than a season pass because a season pass sort of alludes to the fact that you're keeping part of the game away from people <laughs> maybe that's what it is um I, I mean i just said with destiny that like you know that makes sense to me but other games it's like all right you're adding in this extra stuff that that kind of feels like should have been there in the first place um i don't know Oh, it's just this big moral gray area. It is. It, 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 it's really good that it's being talked about a lot more at the moment as well. It probably too late to change anything coming up, you know, soon. But in the future, hopefully, like something will change. Because yeah, it's. I just feel like it's a slippery slope, and I have enough. Like loot boxes are such a a weird thing. Because as I said, I bought plenty of trading cards back in the day. I was I loved Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, try to get those shinies. Like that was great. Yeah, uh, and I've had my fair share of buying like gachapons as well. Yeah, or whatever they're called. What whatever our equivalent is, they're essentially gachapons though. So basically, I- I've spent money on the digital version of that in Fire Emblem Heroes. So I'm I'm also sort of part of a problem, I guess. But yeah, I'm yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. I, it's it's something that I think needs to be more attention needs to be paid to it. It, it it seems more appealing when they go. It's only ten dollars, like, and you get that's that's ten bucks. Whatever, I'll just chuck ten bucks in. It's fine. Yeah. It's like when you got loose change rolling around in your pocket, and you're like, nah, I'll just chuck that into the little coin slot machine and get a bouncy ball. Like that's yeah. That seems yeah. more appealing than saying this is a twenty five dollars standalone DLC or not standalone, but like a twenty five dollar piece of DLC. It's gonna add all this stuff, but it's like it's twenty five bucks. Yeah, and that's why I would be more okay with it if more of these developers were dropping expansion passes and season passes because I think it's greedy to go for both. It just is. I I honestly am seeing it less and less, though. Like, really. It's starting to drop off, but yeah. I think, yeah, we're going to see it drop off a lot more, I feel. Hopefully. Hopefully it's one or the other because if it it keeps being both, that will suck. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully. It's gonna be, 
an interesting couple of months. Like I said, mm. like the Battlefront 2 stuff has basically put me off buying that game, unfortunately. Yeah, me uh, too. And well, we already know the effect that Shadow of War stuff has had on me and as, a, as a combined effort. I wasn't even buying that game in the first place, but I'm like avoiding that like the plague now. See, that one really sucks because the gameplay in that game is good. It is fun, but yeah, but I don't want to deal with the just, other stuff. But I'd just go and play Mad Max. It's a better game. Yeah, see, I don't really care about the Mad Max world, though. It's one that I'm not interested in as much as the Tolkien world. Yeah. yeah see, I'm and, just, and you'll see, that, like, so if, we get, if we get enough of Mad Max, there'll probably be loot boxes in that. Oh, for sure. And I'll probably buy them because I'm a fucking lunatic. But, um, but yeah. No, it's it's interesting times at the moment. It's one of those turning points in the, in the industry that we're seeing at the moment, which is always fun to go through. Yeah, this well, been, yeah, it's been crazy. This has been amazing for video games, but it's also had its its uh, some nefarious moments as well. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Now. Me too. I am also recording. Excellent. Alrighty. <clears throat> I'll give us a cheeky count in. Oh, it sounds good, friend. Cool. Alright, here we go. And three, two, one. Cool. Let's get these questions going. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, I think it's time we uh, we ran it out this episode with uh, some nice meaty questions from our listeners. Uh, starting off today with our good friend Brod, Brod from the uh, OK. Uh, I'm getting my podcast mixed up. Too many podcasts. It's a Brod podcast heavy world, the, Joel. It is, and we're part of the problem. Um, uh, Brod is from the Hunting Seasons podcast. Where if you like watching TV and talking about TV as much as we like talking about and listening to video games, uh, these guys are your your one-stop shop. They are attack seasons of television uh, or television series, one season at a time. Um, it's a very, very good listen. I highly recommend you go and, and give, them, uh, give them some love because it's a really great podcast. Um, the moment they're doing uh, season one of Glow, I believe, and they've just finished doing Rick and Morty one to three, um, and I've been talking with them as well, and they, they've got a lot of cool stuff coming out, um, some particularly cool stuff coming out on the on the horizon as well. So keep an eye out for them; they're doing great things and kicking goals, Broad and Damask, um, and we love them. So broad asks us this week do you think that there is room for a fourth console competitor in the market could amazon apple or valve even compete with the big three thoughts uh if i'm being honest i don't even know if a market can really hold three at the moment (laughs) it's true yeah i i mean I, i and we're not bashing anyone here this is not this is purely from like a objective point of view but like i mean microsoft's not doing great at the moment oh no and i mean Um, there is every chance that when the xbox one x drops next month that could turn it all around i mean absolutely like a couple of years ago 
it was not uncommon to see people going, wow, PS4 or even PS3 and Xbox 360 are doing pretty good. What about that Wii U, huh? What's what's going on there? And it's it, and people are looking at Nintendo going, do you guys need to be in a console race still? And yep, uh, we've already lost a few in the road to where we are now. So, yep. I mean, rip Sega. <laughs> rest in peace, Sega. You are ahead of your time mm-hmm. of a Dreamcast. Oh yeah. It's just, I mean, obviously, I would, I would say, yeah, sure, bring it on because the more the merrier. Like competition is good, I guess, but I don't know if a fourth yeah. could survive. But it, again, like competition is good, but then we also don't want another video games crash. No, we don't. We don't want another Atari situation, which is hilarious. And also tragic because Atari is trying to get back into the console game at the moment. Um, for God knows what reason. So the Atari box is a thing that is being crowdfunded. I don't understand um, what the Atari box is for. I don't know what the Atari... I don't understand what the Atari box is. Because <laughs> like, it's more than just a 2600 like classic sort of thing, isn't it? Doesn't it play newer games? games or something that's what they're saying so they're saying so unclear it's oh it's bizarre so i i don't know i think we've got we've got enough choice i think that at the moment uh in the market like the switch is fantastic for like the little portable indie machine like and i think microsoft and sony i think microsoft starting to make a swing to come back i don't think we're ever going to get rid of any of those, to be honest, I don't know. Um, uh, Sony are going to fight till their last breath with it because it's pretty much the only thing that's making the money at the moment. Oh yeah, Sony's here to stay. Mm. Microsoft until they until they bankrupt themselves. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft, like I could honestly, again, not anytime soon at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sort of if they just continue to merge the Xbox brand more and more with PC, like PC already essentially gets all the Xbox One exclusives. like so. Or the, the Xbox uh, Play Anywhere exactly. uh, program, yeah. So, again, I don't see the Xbox going away, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see them lean more heavily into that market. Out of the three options given, I mean, you could probably make a case for Apple, just because Apple are relentless. And they kind of already are with Apple TV. Yeah, I know. Um, they stole my new very... that game company game away from me. Yeah, I mean, but they've been focusing on, like, games that are, like, compatible with Apple TV for a while now. Yeah. It's, um, so, it, I mean, yeah, that wouldn't make, make sense. And I mean, Amazon in as well, for the same reason. Um, Valve had their Steam know, boxes it, as well. Yeah, but that didn't turn out to be a really good idea, didn't it? I mean, to be fair, like, all three of us haven't exactly caught fire as far as popularity no. goes i think you're right though i think apple is probably the one that would be the the one to really sort of make a go of it and it would be being able to play those mobile games on the tv which would be a novel idea if the switch didn't exist yeah well <laughs> just get those mobile games That's on switch thing. well uh, yeah exactly so if the switch didn't exist that'd be great being able to play games on my phone and then play them on my TV and have like a cross save that I could play over to both of them. That was like, you know, two years ago, like even a year ago, I would have been like, that's such a cool idea. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. 
But now it's just like, I have my Switch. And it does that, and it does it better. So, um, and and the quality of games is going to be a lot better as well because of the, the, the pedigree behind it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe that, I think Apple are definitely trying to do that. Um, oh, I, I... If you look at their last, like, their last two keynotes where they had... This one, most recently, they had, um, you know, Genova Chen from that game company was there. And then the year before, they had Miyamoto there showing Super Mario Run. So, um, hmm, I don't know. It's tough because I, I don't, I don't know, like a fourth, a fourth console competitor would be pretty crazy at this point. I think they'd be, they'd be starting very much on the back foot as well. You would be. You'd need to have something with the public. You you need a big a big exclusive. You just would. Yeah. You need a big exclusive and you need a a reason why your console is relevant. Cuz we've got consoles that do what we want them to do now. Yeah, we've got to... and I can't think of anything else that would make it be like, oh, unless it was like a like maybe like a a $400 machine that you could play VR on without having to buy another $500 units so you know what i mean that's sort of a thing that's why the valve steam boxes was something i was interested in because basically they would be packaging a pc in a more friendly way essentially yep and if they were powerful enough to run say oculus yeah yeah like that could be a thing or that Vive. could have a market but again it's tough because people who want pcs will just build pcs Exactly, yeah. And the people who, who want VR will build a PC for it because exactly. they can justify using it for other things, yeah. So it's really um, tricky. Like, the market's tough. It is, very much so. And, I mean, there have been people who've tried recently as well. I mean, you we were talking about this before, and you brought up the Ouya. Oh, the Ouya. Um, which, I still have one. I backed that. Um I think it was the first thing I ever backed on Kickstarter as well. Way back in the day. So, yeah, good times. I paid like 110 bucks for that. Ooh. Which, to be fair, to be fair, it's a pretty cool idea. And if I was traveling a lot, and again, now if I didn't have my Switch, <laughs> Pre-switch, yeah. it, would be a, it would be a good way to, to sort of chuck a few games on a little portable box that I could just put in my bag that's powered by, like, you know, an AC adapter and a hdmi cable um like that's kind of cool oh definitely but yeah i rarely used it at all uh which sucks but um but i mean it there were games that launched on there that are now on other platforms that are quite successful i'm pretty sure towerfall ascension uh, i was gonna say towerfall is a, ascension is definitely one of them yep uh and then, i mean if you like if you look at like uh, YouTube is things like the Amazing Frog was a, a oh my god was that was Ouya, Ouya as well? game oh apparently it's the best version of the game on Ouya? um yeah apparently wow that's what I've heard wow so which it has made me consider dusting it off and giving it a go yeah we need to, we need to the fire game looks that ridiculous up. Mm, I, I I think we do um man I need to get that on the Switch um get it on everything yeah so oh, yeah true Amazing Frog's awesome. Such a ridiculous game, um, but yeah. So I, I, it, they'd be fighting an uphill battle if anyone else was to do it. I, that's, 
I would yeah. be scared. Like, if I was trying to enter the market as it exists now, I would be pretty intimidated. Oh, I wouldn't even bother, to be honest. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. But, it's, but it's, it's like, it's, with this scenario, if one of these three was to try to compete with Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, like, you've got to, you've got to be sure of what you're bringing to the plate. Nintendo's got oh, that yeah. portability covered, and Sony and Microsoft both cover the powerful angles. Like, I don't really know, like, where you sort of get in from there. As well, because like yeah. Sony and Microsoft also have all the third parties on board, and a new competitor has to try to woo them over to make the console seem more like worth worth people's money. Absolutely, yeah, for sure, it's tricky. Um, oh yeah, I mean, it's really hard to answer, but I mean, I'm happy at the moment with what I've got. <laughs> oh yeah, like I don't need I am, anything else. I'm satisfied. If anything, like I said earlier, evidently I'm incredibly bitter, shaking my fist at at that game company doing what is best for them, obviously. But I'm just like, I want to play your new game. I love you guys. Put it's it on a console. Time, Karen. It'll come to a console at some point. Look, as long as no one talks to me about it before then, we'll be fine. Yay. <laughs> but if someone, if like, if uh, I hear anything about it, then uh, I'm good, I guess. And you're like, oh, well, like if, if someone, had, time. if someone explained to me all of journey, I'd be like, cool. I guess I don't really need to play journey then. True, but I mean, there is still something magical about playing it, though. There is, but like so much of what makes Journey incredible is like experiencing it blind out the gate, like a Dark Souls game, yeah, like just like going in blind and just exploring this world. Anyway, that's off topic. That's just my bitterness yeah. seeping through because <laughs> we never actually discussed it the other week, and I, I was just that's been bitter ever yeah. since. <laughs> I didn't have the. I didn't. I didn't want to be mean and bring it up. It's, it's fine. With you that that week, I was like. Oh, I'll, just gonna, I'm not going to poke that that uh, that beehive. I did it myself um, this time. You did, yeah. As long as it's on your terms, it's fine. Um, well, thank you, Brad, for your question. It was a very, very fantastic conversation there. Um, like I said, go and check out Hunting Seasons. It's all amazing. They are amazing people, and we love them. So, uh, our next and last question is from Ashley. Now, uh, Ashley is a, a streamer. Um, a friend of mine from from uh, our hometown of Bendigo. He's doing some really cool streaming stuff at the moment. Uh, I think if you search for Ninja Noxy, um, he's been doing a whole bunch of stuff as well. He's been doing a little bit of uh, like news topics and stuff as well. He's been doing like a, a little news show uh, that I've watched a couple of times. It's really great. Uh, so he's doing some really killer stuff over there. Um, so go and check him out and show him some love because he's a very, very lovely guy and I love him to death. So... He asks us, your thoughts on the Telltale thing where they put the assassinated Russian ambassador in the latest ep, uh, uh, which is the episode of Batman, uh, and also Bethesda having to defend Wolfenstein 2. Um, so yeah, I didn't actually know about that Telltale thing. Uh, it's not something that I had popped up on my radar. But um, the long and short of it is that apparently in the latest episode of Batman Enemy Within... Um, there was a, a picture, it seems to be that they're going through like a whole bunch of different like files and stuff in the Batcave, um, and there's a picture that pops up, and it looks like they've used uh, the picture of a uh, assassinated Russian ambassador uh, in, their, in their game, which, um, yep, if you look at it, it's definitely, it's definitely that. Uh, it's a very famous photo. That was, uh, I think, was nominated for some sort of award as well. Yeah, 
the the a photographer who took these images they won the top prize at the 2017 World Press Photo Contest. Um, he was uh, is a picture of uh, Andriel Karlov, the Russian ambassador to Turkey, who was assassinated at an art gallery in uh, Ankara. Um, and yeah, it's it's 100% just that picture that's been used in it. Um, so that's pretty. Uh, Pretty not great stuff. Yeah, it's right there. It's weird. Like I don't know if if Telltale have even actually commented on it yet. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I, I hadn't actually seen anything pop up about it. But yeah, that's, apparently it's it's a thing that has happened. And it, yeah, if you look, I'm looking at a Kotaku article at the moment, and yeah, it's it's it just, definitely there. It just is that thing. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's always it's always a bit weird. Honestly, when it comes to this sort of stuff, I mean, it's weird for starters that they've used like a real picture in something like a Telltale game. Like, if I'm looking at this from a purely like mechanical point of view, like it it doesn't look it looks out of place. It looks badly photoshopped in the first place. So that's that's one thing. Um, but also, it is a picture of a, a an actual dead person. Uh, in real life. So that's not great. Yeah. It, part of me wonders if it's just like a leftover like developer thing that they were going to take out but forgot. I don't know. Like, But even then, why would you... Yeah, mm. yeah it's... Uh... It's it's probably the weirdest thing I saw this week, honestly, when I saw this in my news feed. Yeah. I had to like sort of double check it and I looked at the picture and was just like, how do we? How do we get here? How? Yeah, it's, it's weird. There's not a lot really to to sort of unpack about that one. Um, I would just like to. I would like is... to know, like, why Telltale did it. I guess is my main thing. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like, yeah, like, like, not because I'm like calling for blood or oh, raising yeah, no. my pitchfork and torch or anything. It's just I was like interested to know how that happened. Um. Because in this day and age, in the, uh, the the age of the internet, like nothing is secret for long, or at all. Like you can't keep anything a secret like that, or just you know try and think ah it'll sneak by under the radar because it won't. Um, yeah, yeah. I just be curious to know if it was intentional, if it was accidental. Like, is it like, was it like an example of how they wanted the shot to look, and they're like, cool, excellent, that would look good, but they didn't change it, or like, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm curious more than anything. Um, but the other part of uh, of Noxy's question is <laughs> the one that I did see oh, quite a lot of. Oh, God. This is just a fucking nightmare. Not And nothing to do with uh, with Bethesda doing anything wrong. So basically it was... Uh, I can't remember what the tweet was. They were, oh, they were promoting I, Wolfenstein 2. You don't remember? Uh, it was... It was let's... Uh, it, I remember it was hashtag make American Nazi free again or something. It was, yeah, and it was basically like a little gif of, I th- I'm pretty sure it was Nazi, they like the Wolfenstein Nazi soldiers marching, and like it popped over the top of it saying, not my America. I'm pretty sure. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's what it was too. Um, which, I mean, a, a, a great marketing idea. 
It's, but also maybe not at this this point in time. It's so tough, Joel, because like, I mean, they're Nazis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they are Nazis. To, um, like Pete Hines himself was just like, we don't feel it's a reach for us to say Nazis are bad and un-American. <laughs> and we're not, we're not worried about being on the right side of history here. It's, yeah. Um, the, the thing that is the most, like, alarming about this is the responses from some of the public about it. Yeah, like, granted, it was like a... A vocal minority, from what I could see, but I didn't spend too long scrolling through it just because when I saw a like couple, I was like, "I'm good, I'm fucking good." Is yeah, it's always the fucking vocal minority. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, a friend of mine actually posted up a really good, uh, <laughs> a good status on Facebook about it, which is like, um, not only is it the Wolfenstein Two campaign, uh, like a. a a fun, clever, like a clever idea. It's also a good way to to weed out who's uh who's who, the neo Nazis in your Facebook feed or something like that. And it was like a, a pictures of all like these people replying to it, just going, "Oh, bloody SJWs and you know people like that coming in and dipping their hands in the games industry." And it's like, yeah, but that the the game's about Nazis, like the. They are like the OG bad guys. Like, if you said to say to someone, "It's like, who's the baddest person? Like, worst person in the world?" Generally, their first response would be like, "Oh, Hitler!" Off the top of their head, yeah, for obvious reason. Like, because, I, mm. I was sitting back and forth with people on it, and like, the, the, a lot of the early ones were talking about making the video games too political with his statement and stuff, and I. If their if their perspective was coming from the point of view that you know World War Two was pretty pretty awful, and maybe like as much even if they're Nazis like it's it's it is a I could see it but that's not the angle they're approaching it from from what I've seen they're not going yeah. from the oh World War Two was a tragedy and you know Nazis suck but wow World War Two. But no, that wasn't what I was seeing. It was, oh, making video games political, Bethesda. I'm not buying your game. I'm like, and Nazis, guys. It's always interesting. The people that say that are always the people who are on, and I'm not afraid to say this, the wrong side of the argument. It's always the people who are on the wrong side of the argument that are like, oh, let's not make insert thing here political, guys. Yeah, let's well. not make it political. Like, I mean, recently, just to go off video games for a little bit, but like, uh, in Australia, when Macklemore was in Australia to perform at the NRL Grand Final, and he said he was going to perform his same song "Same Love" in support of of the same sex marriage vote in Australia, and all these politicians were like, "Oh, let's not make let's not make sport political." And it's like, it's it's the fucking halftime show for starters, and also, why wouldn't we make this political? Because this is something that should be happening anyway. It's, 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 it's that thing, Joel. Like, you look at the world right now, and I'm sorry, but we should be talking politics because, like, mm-hmm. shit, yeah. shit's fucked. It is just yep. fucked everywhere. Like, yep. shit is completely fucked up, and it's, you know... So, like... It's, it's frustrating. My response is, like, in in sense to, like, Bethesda having to defend Wolfenstein 2, it's insane they had to. Like, their marketing campaign for yeah. that game has been... 
pretty much exactly what I expected it to be based on how they revealed that game. Like, and I'm glad and they're, they're stuck to it. Their marketing has been so fucking good for this game. Like, it's been so good. All the Every trailer that comes out for it is barely anything to do with the game. It's usually some sort of weird commercial yeah. or a snippet of like a game show or some sort of like family sitcom or like a, a G.I. Joe-esque cartoon. Like it's all been this weird fucking like alternate universe stuff that's been so fascinating to watch. Um, and I mean, I was already excited about Wolfenstein too because I, the new Wardo is such a great, great game. Um, so yeah, I, 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 hats off to them for their, their marketing team is just crushing it at the moment. They're sticking to their guns and, and I really respect it. Absolutely. And yeah, fucking, so they should. So they should. Yeah. Oh no, you're going to lose a few sales of the game to, for people that are fuckwits anyway. Who cares? Whatever, like, you're going to gain some sales. I'm going to pick this up on Switch. I didn't pick up the first one, but I'll buy a sequel. Yeah, fuck for yeah. For sure. Mm. Yep. It's, yeah. Fucking, uh, anyway. Oh, I'm getting I, fired. Yeah, when I, I saw the responses to that from Bethesda, like that gif, I was just like, oh, good. This is where we are at. Excellent. <laughs> But I closed Twitter and sort of put Yay. my phone down and walked away from it for a while. Yep, yeah, I stopped myself from throwing my phone at the wall, shattering <laughs> it. Oh, just setting setting fire to the ashes, or the, the the pieces on the ground. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it was a fun little heated conversation we had there. It was yeah. good. I like it. It's a thing that anyway, I'm always thinking but... about, for better or worse. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's true. It's probably good that we are thinking about it. But thank you very much, Ashley, for your questions. Um, some pretty, uh, pretty, pretty controversial stuff there we're diving into, which is good. Um, yes, so thank you very much. Oh, but I reckon, I reckon that's a good place to to wrap things up, Kyron, Don't you think? I think so, Joel. I think that is a good point to 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 wrap it up, talking about how we should probably keep the world as Nazi free as we could. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like it's it's not so much a suggestion as a, a common sense. Yeah, maybe, but it's a it's yeah. a pro tip. And also legalize same sex marriage in Australia. Don't be a fuckwit. Like uh, seriously, don't be a fuckwit. I have done my Listen, part. <laughs> me too. I, I have done my part. I have voted yes. Yeah, we are not fuckwits. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> We're not fuckwits. My wife's not a fuckwit. Pretty much anyone I know is not a fuckwit. Yeah, generally, if I found I think... out that they were a fuck. Yeah, if I found out they were a fuckwit, I'd be very disappointed. So, generally, it's the same story for me. Like, basically, everyone I've known has has given the yes box the old tick as they they believe they should. So that's good. Fingers crossed, yeah, Joel. Like, they... We shouldn't have to cross our fingers, but fingers crossed. <sighs> we shouldn't have to cross our fingers. And if it doesn't happen, I'm it's like, I'm gonna, I'll be cool. All right, I'll be deeply depressed if it doesn't happen. This is fucked up. <sighs> so fucked up. Anyway, anyway, Joel. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Oh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, hopefully, we didn't bring you two down with with like as we brought ourselves down just then. Uh, yeah. Thanks for reaching this point in the podcast. We do appreciate you listening to us talk about video games and whatever people throw at us as well. As far as questions go, uh, if you want to keep yep. up with us, you can find us on Facebook. Where if you just search for dialogue options, we should pop up. You can chuck us a like. You can follow us on Twitter at dialogue options. Or you can shoot us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. 
And also, I've got to keep remembering to mention this. If you do listen to us on whatever podcast platform of choice you you choose, like chuck us a rating, a thumbs up, some stars, give us a share, whatever whatever you can manage. We do appreciate it. It helps us every bit as much as us talking about doing it every episode. Yes. Um, if you want to follow us individually, you can find me at X, where I tweeted... So I mentioned my, my Etsy uh, rabbit hole earlier, Joel. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've checked my Twitter feed, but in my earnest as I was searching for stuff, I found something that was perfect. And it's literally, it's nothing special. It's just some beard oil, which is fine. But it comes with <laughs> a wooden beard comb with the House Tyrell rose on it and the words growing strong, which first of all, I love house Tyrell, obviously but also i love the yep. idea of having a beard comb that says growing strong it just was too perfect i couldn't say no <laughs> so i bought that so, uh, I, I was gonna say you bought it <laughs> instantly it was like Fantastic. yes give it to me uh where can i find you though joel uh you can find me at jolly mac where um a couple of things i retweeted a tweet from uh, aaron hansen from um uh from gang Grumps. Uh, and he basically just said, my secret weapon from co- for combating YouTube's latest algorithm change. And it's a, a book called Awesome Good Clean Jokes for Kids. <laughs> um, I was like, yep, uh, sadly, sad but true. I'll believe uh, it when I hear it come from Aaron's mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but then uh, I've also been tweeting about uh, I wasn't going to watch the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer. And then I did watch the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer. Me too. fucking great. Um, and I've also just finished watching, well, I'm up to date now with, uh, the, the good place on Netflix, which I highly recommend. I, I will and start it one day. That. That's all I'll say about that because you should probably go into it knowing as little as possible about it. I want to watch it, Joel. I really do. It is a very, very good show. Uh, <laughs> I, and the more I watch it, the more I'm very much enjoying it. So, cause it, it yeah, just watch it. It's so good. Um, Maybe yeah, it's by the by by Michael Shure, Michael Shure from um, Parks and Rec. So if that isn't enough reason for you to watch it, then I don't know what is. I think my Monday is pretty free, so I'll try to slot some episodes in there. Oh, do it. You're, too it's much pretty stuff. Easy to knock over. Too much stuff to I, watch I, and play and listen to. It it took me like maybe three or four days to knock it over. Okay, it's like I, I think twelve episodes in the first season, and I think. Well, by the time your Monday rolls around, there'll be four episodes of season two out because it's weekly. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. So I'll, you, they're, 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 we're about halfway through season two at the moment. So you'll be able to catch up in time for oh, sure. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Because I, I, I definitely want to watch it. It's one of those shows that I've heard about and gone, I will check that out eventually. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hear any more about it. Just go in blind. <laughs> go in, <laughs> People go have been pretty good so far. As you can. Yep. I haven't yeah. seen anything. Even too if you big. know what the ba- if you know what the basic premise of the show is, even that's not enough. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, as always, we'll let a wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches get bitches take us out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. Or I was about to say, bye. <laughs>